The same way prostitutes raise prostitutes. Who can do prostitution without them? It's the same way God wants you to raise a pastor. Who can pastor a church without you? People who raise people tolerate people. Can you tolerate somebody from when the person is an animal till he now form and become a human being? Raising people needs tolerance. Raising people need friendliness. If you can't tolerate someone, you can't raise anybody. John 21, 14-17 This is the third time Jesus is showing himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than this? That's to say, Jonah, apart from eating, is there anything you love me for? Apart from always making me give you something to eat. They people who love God because God gives them food to eat. God was pointing to food, loved me more than this. As he was still eating, eating. And told him, loved me more than this. Let's see what he said. He said unto him, yeah. Yeah, that is. He's telling Jesus to leave the fish. Yeah. Lord. Thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him feed my lamb. He said to him again, the second time, Simon, the son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, feed my sheep. 17. He said unto him again, the third time, Simon. That was when he wanted to remove the last fish. Simon. He said, yes, Lord. Do you love me more than this? He puts in his mouth, yeah. They all know what I love. So the last time he's removing the reason, they said, Peter, son of Jonas, lovest me than this? Peter was grief because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Now it's not saying feed my lamb again. How many of you have seen that this English has changed? It's now saying feed my sheep. We were told in English language that sheep is sheep. Whether it is singular or plural. So now, I don't know who deceived them to deceive us. But that's what they told us. We have agreed. We are not quarreling. Since they say sheep is sheep. Sometimes even when I'm speaking the English, my conscience is blaming me. You say, how many sheep? How many sheep? But since they said I should say it, let me say it. So when I saw it, 
Jesus is not just saying the lamp again. He's now saying sheep, which means he's diverting his attention to not just feeding one, but feeding all. All right, I'll be talking to you powerfully on what I call the attitude of a tree planter. Proceeded, please. The attitude of a tree planter. Okay, so it's necessary that we understand how to raise people because that is the essence why God kept us. It is necessary we understand how to raise people. I tell people that all the anointing that Jesus was pouring on Peter on all the disciples, Jesus was not really interested in them using it to raise the dead. Though it's one of those things. He was not really interested in them using it and heal the sick. Though that was still in the package. One of the most important things that Jesus wanted them to use the anointing for. Was to use it and raise people. So when I want to learn how to raise people. I have to learn carefully from Jesus. Because I see that Jesus has the characteristics of somebody that can raise somebody. That is to say, the reason you cannot raise somebody is because you don't have the attitude of people that can raise somebody. It's just like an attitude of a mother. You understand? A mother has an attitude. Okay, it's like going to a nursery school. That's how you see a lady in a nursery school behave. And you know that the lady does not have a child. I mean a lady that is a teacher in the school. That's how you see a lady behave. And you know that this lady does not have a child. That's how you see another lady behave. And you know that this lady has a child. Or even if she doesn't have a child, she deserves a child. You get what I'm saying? It's just in their attitude. That's how you see a woman beats up a child. And you know that that's not the mother. You get Do you understand? Because there's an attitude for everything. For God to even give a woman a child, he has to put the woman through some pain. The pain that God gave to the woman was to make her value the child. So the amount of pain makes her to value the child. When God saw that iniquity has increased, that man has eaten the tree of life and death, one of the things that God had to do was increase the pain of child labor. So people would feel that God was doing a woman bad thing to increase the pain of child labor. But they didn't know that God was doing a very good thing. The moment God saw that wickedness has entered the world, man has committed sin. He has to increase the pain of child labor. And in increasing the pain of child labor, he has just increased the value of human life. Do you understand? So for God to raise the pain, he now makes the value for childbirth to increase or value for children or for human life to increase. So when you hear people like Bill Gates say that people are too much in the world, that they are trying to cut down on the population, the population of the world is too much, that they should even cut down. And he says that they have to cut down by six billion people. If they kill six billion people from this world, I'm not sure you will not be among them. He said they have to cut six billion, not million, a billion people. 
and he said they have to start with Africa. And the reason he said they should start with Africa is that he said because Africans are worthless, unproductive, good for nothing. He said all things. But I have an advice for him. If he feels the world is too big, let him commit suicide and die. The moment he dies, the population will decrease by one person. So, Bill Gates wants to be the, the 21st century Adolf Hitler. Killed so many people one day in millions. I've just mentioned the name. Go and find out how many he killed. He told them, enter by this side. Take the other side out and kill all of them. Let's not go there. So you won't provoke me. Alright, so there's an attitude of a tree planter. I mean somebody who plants people in church. So tell your neighbor, have you planted anybody yet? Tell your neighbor, do you have anybody you've planted for the Lord? Tell the person, I need an answer please. If you have not planted anybody for God, or you cannot turn and see somebody in church that you brought, then you are not a tree planter. You are not. Tell your neighbor, try and plant somebody. Look at your neighbor's face. Say, neighbor, if I knew that you are like this, you don't plant somebody, I would have sat in another place. You must learn how to plant somebody in church. You understand? I mean to intentionally dock the ground, put the person, say, this is where I put you, and this is where you germinate. I mean bringing somebody to refinery city and make sure you put him here and make him germinate here. You understand? If you plant ten trees, you plant one day, two, three, four, five, maybe ten in this line, and you discover that number three and number seven is not growing, what will you do? You discover that all other ones have germinated, but the three and seven has died. What will you do? You replace them immediately. The reason why you replace them very fast is because you want them to be at the same height. So if you brought five people to church and you are trying to raise them, the other one is doing something, look for someone else and replace the person. Sharpenly, sharpenly. How come you have trained somebody in masturbation? From when you were in primary five, you taught the young boy how to masturbate. He is now an expert training people in Calabar. <laughs> Who came and all those places. He's training people over there. <laughs> You've trained people on how to carry masquerade. He's the one who carry masquerade for the entire local government. The whole of Boki is the one. <laughs> how come you have trained people on how to do boyfriend something? You were very good in talking people to people. You used to be like a consultant. They consult you in your class. If they want to befriend any girl, they come call you and consult. You were the one who always joined people together in your class. When they consult you, you join them together. You know how to talk to people and say, hey, you can go and talk now, clear the road. How come you used to clear the road for the devil? But ever since you were a child of God, you have never cleared the road for God. How come you initiated more than five people in two months into cultism? You beat their back and peel it and comforted them and put them in the court and still collect them dues. They pay gladly. And ever since you were born again, you cannot raise somebody. 
something is wrong with you. And God is waiting for you with a cane in his hand. <laughs> we used to have a teacher that when he finished peeling the cane, he will put some salt and some paper and put it in front of the fire and will carry three at once. And we had one that he doesn't flog you at the buttocks or the back. At your toe. You remove your sandals and receive it there. After he finished beating you like 20, he doesn't beat somebody six. You see that from 12 upward. 24 or 48. He was like that. He said, carry your sandals and move to your class. His office, we used to call it a rock. So God is waiting for you with a cane in his hand. In the rock. How come you have been so, so sharp? You've taught children how to open crayfish container with their teeth. To open crayfish container with their teeth. They can open it and close it back. And no dress. Your hand is like plier. It can enter into the soup. Remove something. And the soup still look the same. In a very thick soup, you can spot out where the meat is. You have done that, that even when you have given your life to Christ, your hand is still like this. So even when you are talking, you are talking and you do like this, people feel his style. They don't know. So how come you were very, very smart? You've taught people those smartness. How do I change? They send you to go and do something. Change is always disappearing. I don't know. You form APC even before APC arrives. You like change. Anytime you go to buy something, things that are sold for 150, they always sell it to you for 200. They always say they don't have change when you are the one buying. But when other people are buying, they have change. They don't have change. They say they don't have change. They say I should come back for the change. Each time you go. But when other people go to buy something, they have change for them. How come? How come your change something is always like three months? Before they have changed for you. And you see the truth about this thing is that you even teach people and raise people in this until you now have people on that aspect. You have people on the masquerade side, you have people there that you have raised. On stealing aspect, you have people there that you have raised. You they grew up under you. They have now become armed robbers, they can now snatch phones, you raise them from nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you made them from nothing. They are bad boys now. They can even use somebody's phone and remove money from their account. You taught them all that. And ever since you gave your life to Christ, how come you cannot convert the strength and also use it for Christ and raise people? How come you were not always tired of raising people for the devil, but you get too tired of raising people for God? If you try to work on somebody for God for a few days, the person gives you trouble, you give up. But you didn't used to give up when you were working for the devil. How come you used to walk by 11 o'clock, you carry a lady and stroll and go and drop and come back very lonely. You tell the lady nothing to happen, I go walk back, nothing. By the time the lady opens his door and enter, you run. You will run back to the house. And the lady will call, have you arrived? Yes, I arrived. I actually walk faster. How come 
you used to do all that for the devil. But ordinary to go for midweek service and stay so that they can dismiss by 8.30, you cannot. Was it because you were closer to the demon of darkness, the ruler of darkness? But now, anytime they even do something in church and they want to stay a little bit, you are now looking at time. You that used to go for vigil nights and you will not look at time. You come back the next day. Sometimes you even go for vigil nights and you follow the people who are playing disco to another vigil night. You have attended very many vigil nights that you don't even know who is the dead person or who is the one that is alive. <laughs> you were very good in attending vigil nights. As far as there is food and there is something to dance. And there are women. In fact, when people even say, when I die, who will come for my burial? They don't know that you were always there. You were there for them. You don't need to know them. You just go. How come now that you have given your life to Christ, why can't you use the same energy and do it for God that gave you life and strength? You that used to go to club and have energy to dance. You will dance and dance and drink and buy drink for people. How come now that you've given your life to Christ, you cannot give somebody offering you used to buy Hennekin 250. How come your offering is 50 naira? Are you preserving 200 naira for something? How much is Hennekin presently? Currently, how much is Hennekin? 350. Have you seen them? How come you are current on Hennekin price? How come you are very current? On the new price of Hennekin. That price is not up to two months. You are very current. And you are not current on what PS1 is teaching right now. You are not current. (laughs) If I should ask Golda, you will tell the price. As if you are selling it. How come you know these things in details? You are current. You are current. Hennekin. 350. 3-3. 280. In some places, 285. Start be a small start. Big start. You know the prices. For Caton. But what PS1 is teaching right now, you are not current. You don't know. Message of the week, you don't know. The PA of the week, you know. Why does the devil have so much power in using you than how God is using you? That's the problem. That's what I came to ask you today. So, there is an attitude of a tree planter. But before we get into the attitude of a tree planter, I want to discuss with you the attitudes of non-tree planters. That is, what I'm saying is that when you are somebody who raises people to Christ, there is so much that is expected of you. When you are somebody that raises somebody, Tell your neighbor, I am out to raise somebody for Christ. Tell somebody, I'll be raising somebody to Christ. Tell your neighbor, I want to win souls. And not just to win them, but to keep them too. Tell your neighbor, my life is going to be a true example of a tree planter. Tell your neighbor, say amen for me. Alright, so... A good tree planter have some attitude. That attitude is what makes him to be able to raise people. 
and plant people. How many of you have trees in church? What we call trees in church is that if you have somebody in church who has become very, very committed in church, he has become very, very committed in church, and you were the one who brought him, and you suffered for him before he came to church. You suffered. How many of you have suffered for somebody before? You've suffered. This person has insulted you. This person has done something. All the money this person has collected you in this life. Every time you brought him to church, you have to give him breakfast, lunch, dinner. But finally, finally, he has become very strong. He's even winning most of the time. Anytime you see him, you have seen a reason not to backslide. How many of you have somebody like that? Just wave your hands to Jesus. Powerful. Very few. Wow. If you don't have somebody like that, that you have worked on, you have not started. I mean people that you have worked on. People who say, if I die now, I won't go to heaven alone. See, very few. So of what use is your anointing? All the anointing you have. Of what use is the anointing? <laughs> of what use? There's no need for anointing. Go and look for somebody and bring to church. Walk on the person. Let the person stand. I want somebody to stand and testify and say, if not for this brother, I would have still been smoking. Can somebody testify like that about your life? Me, you would testify like that about my life every day. I, some, I don't even know them. They said, sir, if not for you, I would have been in hell. You, when will somebody say that about you in this life that we are here now? So, people who don't raise people or people who don't plant people, these are the things they likely say. We have 13 things they likely say. Should I tell you the 13 things? 13 things you will likely hear from people who are not raising people or who cannot raise people is, I don't like being close to people. That's number one. People who are not tree planters don't like to be close to people. Me in this life, you see, I don't like being close to people. I like my life. I'm just alone. This place, I am alone. I'm not close to people. If you are not close to people, how will you raise somebody? If Jesus was like that, I'm not close to people, how would he have raised somebody like Peter? If Barnabas was like that, me, I'm not close to people. That's how my life is. I'm not close to people. How would Barnabas have raised Paul? Do you understand what I'm saying? How many people are not always very, very comforting being close to people? Me, being close to people was a problem until... So how many people are like the former me? Yeah. Because being close to people can make you have unnecessary problem. But do you know what God wants from us? To be close to people. Of what use is salt if salt is not in the soup? Of what use is salt if salt is not either in the soup or in the place that they have designed him to be? Salt does not have value in the salt container you get salt have value when he leaves the salt container so what i'm saying is that if you are the salt of the earth which jesus said you are you have no value in the church you have value when you are out of the church how many lives have you made sweet is what makes you have value how many lives have you made sweet and nice and wonderful I don't care what you use in cooking subo. If there's no salt, there's no salt. It's not complete. 
ask people that know how to cook. If the person that knows how to cook is not in your role, check another role. Because there's a role I checked. And the people who are there are people that have surprised my life in two occasions. I ate something and I asked, am I eating vinegar? So if you check your role, nobody there can cook. Check another role. <laughs> if you check two roles, there's nobody there. Just believe what I'm telling you. No matter what you put in the food, if salt is not there, it's not complete. Jesus' examples are always perfect. When you see him say, ye are the salt of the earth. It makes sense. So. He didn't say ye are the crayfish of the earth. Because people can cook and eat without crayfish. And it's this way. He didn't say you are the magi of the earth. He are the pomo of the earth. Or he are the meat. How many people have eaten twin before? As in you just put small pepper in the mortar and pound it. Put small water. Put salt. Stay it up a little bit. And unfold the tablet and cut it. One funny thing about that food is that you'll be eating and you'll be crying. You'll see eating. You'll be crying <laughs> when you are see eating. If you have been doing that, shout hallelujah. So, but you see, even as small as that food is, it still needs salt. It still needs salt. If salt is not there, it's not complete. So when God says ye are the salt of the earth, he's telling you no matter how small somebody is or big the person is, he needs you in his life. So in raising people, one of the things that you have to do is that you must be close to people. You must be close to people. Be deliberate about being close to somebody. Be deliberate about it. Sometimes I just meet people, I tell the person, I want to be your friend. I want to be your friend. And be close to them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Second thing that people who don't raise people say, I'm an introvert. Do you know what introverts are? I'm on my own. I'm not somebody that mingles. You see, <laughs> past all these things that you people go and talk to people, I am all by myself. I don't like mingling. I can't really go out and talk. I'm a shy type. A lady used to tell me like that. Daddy, I'm a shy type. I'm a shy type. I cannot talk to people about Jesus. I'm a shy type. After some time, she became pregnant. I said, shy type. Shy type got pregnant. Somebody was so shy. How did you remove your clothes? Shy type. So when people say, I am an introvert, an introvert is a lie. Learn to be an extrovert because of the gospel. Tell somebody, learn to be an extrovert because of the gospel. When you want to win somebody, you need to leave the introvert level. Get into being an extrovert and win somebody. Yeah. Don't let your introvert whatever to put you on a boundary. Create a space for you. And you now say, that's where I am. That's why I don't like the book, Why People Ask the Way They Are. I hate that book. That sang queen whatever rubbish. I don't like that book. I hate it. All the melancholy, the sang queen, the whatever. 
I hate it. Do you know why I hate the book? The book does not make people believe that they can change. So the person who is whatever feels that that's how he was created to be. He cannot change. So if he is so insolent, he insults everybody. He said, "That's how I am. That's how I am. I cannot change." You know, I am some queen. So that's how I am. <laughs> Rubbish. Go and insult an army. They will slap you. When they slap you, you will be called melancholy. <laughs> so Paul said, "I've become everything because of the sake of the gospel." So I have become an extrovert because of the sake of the gospel. Yes. This me, I didn't used to stand in front of people to talk. It will shock you. You will not believe because it doesn't look like me. But I'm telling you that I used to be a very shy person. Do you understand? I used to be a very shy person. Have I not told you how a man looked at me like this as I was singing special number? I forgot all the songs. The people said, what are you singing? And the problem was that that man never saw any good thing in me. That man never saw any good thing in me. So the moment I saw him, I saw all the bad things in me. So, I had to work on myself. I had to work. But my problem was this. God, I know that this is what I'll be doing all my life. Is this how I will be doing it? Is it how I'm going to be doing it? I know I'll be preaching all the days of my life. Would I be preaching and be holding my face? There's a woman in our old church where I grew up. This woman wanted to testify the goodness of the Lord. This was our first time in life testifying. A grown-up woman, about 50-something years, came and wanted to testify. So she came. This was the church. She stood like this. It says, praise the Lord. I thank God for all that God has done for me. I was sick and godly. The now told woman, turn and face the church. She said, I'm turning. Turn and face, I am turning. I give God the glory. Pastor, don't worry. Let me just testify and finish. I will turn. I'll give God the glory for what God. You will look at the church, remove the face. How many of you noticed that many of the politicians are very, very sharp and introvert? Many politicians are very, very shy. Have you watched Good Luck Jonathan giving speech before? How many of you know that most of the speech given by your president are recorded? The record play edits. It's not live. The last president we had, I used to give a very live and sound this thing speech. Or Sunny Abacha. That one was not interested in what anybody would say. Would just stand and just say anything. These ones, they record it. When they say the president will be speaking live, they do video. They will be saying, oh God, put your head like this. He doesn't like seeing camera for too long. Shy people. So because of the call to save or their ambition, they put away the shyness. And face their job. So if God can call you and has called you into ministry, tell you to preach, and you have to receive, you have to put up your shyness. Don't say I am an introvert. I am an introvert. I am an introvert. I am not really very close. I am not a friendly type. I am not close to people. You know, I am a shy type. Tell somebody they don't pay introvert. Too. But if marketing job comes now 
and they said they are paying everybody 10,000. 10, Just marketing. All the introvert in your family will leave you. And you will now see yourself an extrovert. You walk around. Even people that told me that they were an introvert on their day of rack, they did rack till you and collect money and come back. They were not shy. So I told the lady, you that used to be shy, how come you get belly? I don't like having friends. When you're not telling somebody, go and talk to somebody about Christ. Go and meet the person. Talk to the person. Walk on that person. Get the phone number of that person. Be talking to her. Tell her to give her life to Christ. Make her to be serious. Pastor, the problem is that I don't like making friends. I don't like making friends. My mother said I should mind my business in this school that I'm coming. In this school that I'm coming, my mother said I should mind my business. Let them mind their business. There was an advice my mother gave to me which really was not good with me at all. I went to second school. My mother told me, see, that school behave like a poor man's child. Don't go and show up, show up, show up. Just behave like a poor man's child. When I went to the school, cowbell competition things came out. They say people should apply for that cowbell something, whether to 200 or 300. I refuse. I behave like a poor man's child. I did not. They did a scorchion. One, 1,500. The people moved to a lot of places. I didn't go. I was behaving like a poor man's child. <laughs> I was behaving like a poor man's child. My mother would say, why didn't you also join it and tell us? I said, no, you told me to behave like a poor man's child. I'm trying to. So, I don't know what they gave you as an advice. But listen to what I'm saying. You see all those things? Don't have friends. So Don't have friends. So Don't have friends. So Don't have friends. So. The advice is good. But you have to rightly divide the word of truth. You have to understand that in life, you will need friends. It's just that you need to know good friends and bad friends. You need to know friends that will destroy you and select them and go for the friends that will help you. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, when people pick people for ministers, most of the people they pick for ministers are their friends. Do you understand? When people pick people for ministers or pick people for senators or maybe just appointments for something like that, they pick their friends. So if you are somebody that you are not social, your own has fit so I was in Calabar, so I had a problem with accommodation. And he told me, you have been in Calabar for one year. And he told me that he cannot stay in Calabar for two weeks and does not have some way he can stay. In this Calabar, that there is a house everywhere. That guy is so friendly. That guy is so friendly. He can go to places like this and see the people and shake hands with the people. And before you know it, he's also eating. And he's so friendly that sometimes I feel he's from another world. He's so friendly, he can talk to people and you ask them, do you know him before? He said, no, we here, I just know him. I said, what's his name? He said, I will ask before I go. But he's so friendly with the people and so on. I will tell them, how far? I just came in, I got stranded. I said, I come to our house and stay now. That's how friendly he is. Let me tell you the advantage. The young guy now is in US. I know his father. His father needs help somewhere. I know his mother. His mother is still looking for help somewhere. How the guy went and is in California now. He's just being friendly. Now when I mean being friendly, I don't mean going to pack your load and go and live in a man's house. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He said, I'm so friendly. I've slept with three lecturers. 
me I'm so friendly all the lecturers in my department have slept with me I'm so friendly that's not what I'm saying I mean that it's very nice to be social you get what I'm saying do you understand what I'm saying so it's very nice to be social it's very nice to be very very social to meet people talk to them there's how somebody is so social and somebody knows how to bake cake and you say wow I would love to learn how to bake cake and also learn but the people who say that my mother says I stay on my own and will not learn what others are learning do you get what I'm saying <laughs> so you will see that if you are a pastor and you are not friendly and another person is a pastor and is so friendly and social that that person will have members more than you do you understand a pastor that is friendly can get into a place like this and five people or 15 people are sitting down they say how far how on a day now what's happening and give them one one bottle of mineral and everybody will cheer him and are very happy very happy and he will invite 15 people to church and they will come and you praise the lord hallelujah God bless you. Hallelujah. Bless you too. Hallelujah. You will even do dedication. Nobody comes. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's nice to be social. It's how you are social and you stand up in the bus and want to talk and everybody listen. It's so hard for God to use somebody who's an introvert. So hard. God can tell you to stand up in the bus and preach and you'll be, God, what if I stand up and they shout on me? If they shout on me and you want to preach and they say, sit down. Urine has come out. But I like people that can stand up and say, hello, everybody, how are you doing? God bless you. Thank God for your life. Let us pray together. And you pray in the bus. Somebody says, sit down. Say, what do you mean? Don't you have respect for God? One more word from you and you will not talk the rest of your life. When you now tell somebody one more word from you and you will not talk the rest of your life, you now see the person hold his mouth. Like not because he does not want to talk again, but so that his mouth will not make mistake and speak one more word. See, I am preaching the word of God and you are confronting me. One more word. Let me use you and make people give their life to Christ. <laughs> and you now tell everybody, please, uh, uh, let's, let's focus and, uh, and preach. After preaching, you now tell the person, I forgive you. Give your life to Jesus and live. But an introvert cannot do that. Someone who's an introvert will now be, praise, praise the Lord. God said, I should talk to you people. <laughs> Please, should I talk? Please, can you give me two minutes? Two minutes. This thing, I did not want to do it. God is pushing me. He's pushing me. <laughs> In Nigeria, they will shout on you and you will keep quiet. People that cannot rest will always say, I can't make friends. I can't make friends. I can meet five ladies now sitting down and I go to all five ladies talking to them and all of them are very friendly with me and talk to them and get their numbers and laugh with them, pray with them and go. Do you understand? Do you know there are young boys that if there are five girls sitting down here cannot come and pass? These girls, no one come on for this place. May I come pass? <laughs> These girls, no one come on for this place. May I come pass? And the same thing with girls. So there are girls that if there are four, five boys sitting down, they can't cannot come and pass like this. Cannot. They will lose their step. They don't even know how to walk. Tell your friend, God wants you to be bold. Tell your friend, if you are not bold, you can't race anybody. Because in racing somebody, 
you can be trying to raise somebody and the family call you for a meeting. Tell our old family member, tell your uncle, that pastor has come. Tell your uncle to tell her, listen, tell the village head, he should rush and come, that the guy has come. And you stand. And they say, hey, that's the pastor. Please stand up, pastor, stand up. You told our boy to give his life to Christ. What was he giving his life to before? See, some things take boldness. There's how people want to give you five questions at once. And you are talking to them, preaching to them. They want to bring you five questions at once. And you tell the people, shall we pray? Close your eyes, let's pray. Father, I pray that your presence will reign in this place. I pray that this gathering will be for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, your question again. And five questions will reduce to one question. We did not know. If we want to build on what people tell us. You see, we can come and have a problem with a man of God. So you see, we thought our child has misrode. But since he's on your case, all we can say is, please take care of him. That's all we wanted to say. And you leave. But there's half a child. They said, this guy, we will intimidate him with three questions. That's why when Jesus was talking to the disciples, he said, when you go before them, don't even think of what you will say. I'll put words in your mouth. I'll put words in your mouth. So people who cannot raise people will always say, me, I cannot make friends. So I cannot make friends. If somebody wants to initiate you, he will just say, this guy, I'll initiate this guy. And will target you and become your friend. And become very close to you. Especially witchcraft initiation. Become your friend and become very close to you. Keep you something and you collect and will come to your house. And call Puff Puff and you come out and catch you with his hand and go and give to Belzebub and say Belzebub this is the guy but you you cannot be close to somebody and carry somebody and say Jesus you wanted a soul this is the soul if you cannot do that then you are of all men most miserable I don't relate with strangers I don't relate with strangers how many people here were brought to church by Pastor Emmanuel Godson can I see your hand lifted up? One, two, three. That's powerful. All the three people are pastors. When Pastor Emmanuel came, Pastor Emmanuel was a total stranger. He didn't know this environment at all. He just entered the environment, meet people, talk to people. And he didn't even know the language. Talk to people, warn people, bring them to church, follow them up. Today they are standing. A pastor met Pastor Heidi. He said, I know why you people are excelling in your church. You people are son of the son. Me, I'm a stranger. I'm, I'm from uh, this thing. And that's why I'm not making it. That's why I'm not making it. I am. I, the biggest supermarket in this place is owned by a stranger. Why do people enter there and buy something? And even leave their people who are selling bread at the junction. People who sell bread at the junction are our people. People who sell in the big supermarket are strangers. Why do our people leave our people and even buy from strangers? So when you want to fail, fail alone, leave excuses alone. Just leave excuses. Stop giving excuses much blame. Just fail on your own. So you see why I am not making it in this school is that I'm not from here. Why I'm always having I'm not from here. So when they check the name and know that the name is a Yoruba name, they fail me. <laughs> People can say rubbish. They used to remove my mark and put for another person. How many people have they removed your mark before and give to another person? 
when you pass, you have passed. When you fail, they gave you. You don't need to know their language. You don't even need to know the streets there. Just ask, this road, where is it leading to? They tell you, you just need to stay there. All of us were strangers. See, let me tell you something. The person who founded this place was a stranger. Do you know how people used to come and start a whole place? Like, okay, it's like when I went to Accra, they said Accra, Ghana came from the Yerubas. Their food is the same. Most of their languages are alike. How did they go there? They just crossed over there, maybe for business purposes and so on, and settled there and became their land. When you go to Eastern Obolo, they will tell you that part of Eastern Obolo was from people from Port Harcourt and Donny came in there and settled down, became their place. They dragged for lower government and won. Do you understand? So, you can go to any place. You have to believe in the scripture that says, wherever the sole of your feet. If the sole of your feet can enter a place, God has given it to you. My only prayer for you is, you should not lose the sole of your feet before you get there. Or there's how you trick and trick and trick and the soul is out before you get there. My prayer is God, give them, let the soul remain. Even if this side is facing heaven, let the soul remain. God, there's a promise about the soul of the feet. So I'm telling you that you should be able to learn how to raise people, even as a stranger. Do you get what I'm saying? Many, many churches that were brought into this place were brought by strangers. Many churches were brought by strangers. Who founded apostolic? It was the white men that founded it. This Kwaibom church that now looks like it's a Kwaibom church was founded by white people. White men. Which other church was founded by white men? Methodist. White people. Which other one? Catholic. White people. Strangers. Which other people? The first father we used to see were white, white fathers. White, white. Fathers were white before we started seeing black, black fathers. Fathers used to be white. Do you know, I used to ask myself, how did white people come in and preach to our people? And they here. And started churches. And have very many people. My great-grandmother used to quote the whole of Psalm 90, Psalm 100, Psalm 101. We'll quote from the beginning to the end. Those chapters, Psalm 1, all. She said the white men taught her. The white men taught her. The white men will pick an interpreter, pay the interpreter, and be teaching, and the interpreter will be interpreting to them. Taught them. My great-grandmother was in a church pastored by a white person. How did the white person do it? You see, you have to understand that now we have to give to them what they gave to us. The white men's country have backslided. All manner of bad things are now happening there. I am going to send missionaries from here to Europe to go and preach to the people in Europe. We have to preach and rescue the grandchildren of the people who preach to us. Do you understand what I'm saying? The same way white people came and succeeded preaching the gospel here. Black people will also succeed preaching the gospel there. The gospel should not be limited by age, by language. and so That's why the first time the Holy Spirit came, the first thing he broke was a language barrier. You find somebody here speaking in Italy. Another person who is a white man was speaking in the Bibio. You've not read Acts of Apostle. <laughs> You need to read out to a positive chapter too. A white man was saying, "I'm saying, 'Mu confident, came from, mu confident, came from, mu confident.' 
late white man speaking not run let me even follow the promise in act of apostle act of apostle chapter 1 verse 8 can we read together ye shall receive power when the holy ghost shall come upon you and ye shall be my witness in jerusalem judea samaria uh-huh. So now, the moment the Holy Spirit came upon them, they had to start speaking in the language of the places they will go. They had to speak in the language of the places they will go. You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost shall come, and ye shall be my witnesses in many places. So the moment the Holy Spirit came, he said, get ready. Get ready to start speaking in Italiano as you are heading there. When you are speaking in tongues, and the language you are speaking in tongues is not your language. Get ready to go to another country. If you have ever spoken in tongues. And what you are speaking is not your country. You have to look for the country where you are speaking. When you go to Australia and pastor a church in Australia. You leave again and go to Italy. You go to other places until you find the country. You don't stop. Do you understand? When you go there, do you people understand? He said, no. Okay, I will stay here for two years. And keep looking for the people whose language I have been speaking. Is it powerful? For I'm a reserved person. A reserved person. Reserved person is that what I know, I keep it to myself. What I know, I keep it to myself. Salvation is personal. What I know, I keep it to myself. I don't talk too much. It's not that I don't know a lot. But you see, I don't talk too much. I don't have time to talk too much. I'm only keeping it to myself. You keep it to yourself. That's how some wise people in our land kept some things to themselves until they died with the things. There were very many herbs. Herbs that could bind bones. Could build the bones. It can make the bones to come back. They had herbs like that. They had herbs for everything. You know, there was a time that people don't used to take injection. They used to have their solution for themselves. Everything was there. Grandparents that were very, very selfish refused to tell their grandchildren. Before they even give you the treatment, they tell you, give us money to enter bush. You give them the money. When they enter the bush and bring the herbs, they squeeze it like this until you cannot recognize the herbs. And later on they die. And nobody knows the herbs. So of what use was keeping it to myself. Keeping it to myself. But when you see white people. As you are sitting down right now. If you want to know how to play keyboard. Just go on YouTube. Write how to play keyboard. They will show you free of charge. If you go on YouTube. And said how to repay a car. And write there. They will show you free of charge. How to make cake. They will show you free of charge. What other things do people make in life? How to sew clothes. They will show you free of charge. How to get a husband. They will show you free of charge. But our people feel that everything is money. And even the money that they are chasing, they don't have. So there's no point. Of what use is my wisdom if I don't share it with you? Of what use is my wisdom? the brain of somebody that does not share his wisdom will still be eaten by an ant that eats the brain of somebody that has no wisdom everything is vanity what you have shared with people 
If you have Jesus, don't conserve it. Don't put it in fixed deposit. Jesus doesn't grow in fixed deposit. Don't put it in fixed deposit. Share it. Give it to people. And the more people you give the Jesus, you won't lose your own. Tell people about Jesus. Raise people up. Tell people what God has delivered you from. Don't ask like God delivered you from something and you are hiding what he delivered you from. Tell people about your past. Tell people how a prostitute you used to be. Tell people how a fornicator you used to be. And how Jesus helped you out. It has a way of helping somebody. Sometimes you see, what saves some people is not John 3.16. No. What saves some people is, this was how I used to live until Jesus met me. And the person will say, do you know that I'm living where you used to live? How do I come to where you are now? That's one of the things that save people. But all this, I am not, I am not, I am not, I don't mingle with stranger. You see, I am reserved. I'm reserved. Six, I don't go to people's houses. I don't go to people's houses. So go and preach to people. I don't go to people's houses. My mother trained us well. We don't go to people's houses. We don't enter people's houses. It's these people that enter our house. You don't enter people's houses. You must leave your house. Go to somebody's house. Knock at the door. And tell the person, hello, how are you doing? Say, fine. I came to just talk to you about Jesus. And you talk to the person about Jesus. And you'll be so surprised. Don't feel that everybody has known Christ. You have to leave your comfort zone. Get to somewhere. Talk to somebody about Christ. Pray for the people. And let them go and watch God do a marvelous work in their life. And bless you at the end. One day, somebody in the U.S. bought a very big car. And sent to one pastor. Who warned him when they were in secondary school? He told him, If you did not win me when we were in secondary school, today my life would have been miserable. You gave me Jesus, and Jesus gave me everything. So because of that, I'm giving you the best of the cars. You, what will they give to you in life? They will give you old bicycle. They said, You gave me cigar, and through that cigar, one of my heart is damaged. I am soon going to die. Come and carry my old bicycle. Some of you, you have not imparted in somebody's life before. The only thing you have taught somebody in life is how to smoke cigar. He said, do you know how to smoke? I remove two smoke in your two nose like this. Let me show you. Don't smoke. I can show you how to drink three bottles and you don't vomit. This is how you do it. When you drink the first one, you sit like this. Sit like this. Take two minutes, drink again. You have never taught somebody any good thing. You know, there is time that people will remember what you taught them and how destructive they have been with what you've taught them and they will look for God and be looking for you. Somebody will say, what kind of miserable life is this? I've lost five jobs because of this drinking. Who even taught me this drinking? Who even? Okay, miracle. Let me do. <laughs> I will look for you. Next one. I don't like bothering people. I the truth is that it's not that I have not met people. I have not collected their number. But I don't like bothering people. You see, I told him the first time to come to my church. He said he doesn't have chance. I have not called again because I don't like bothering people. But if somebody owe you money, you will call somebody even in the midnight. You will call somebody in the midnight. Call somebody and call someone and call somebody. Because it's owing you. Hey, where is that money? Hey, where is that money? Hey, please remember it is Friday. They told me on oh, Friday. Oh. Friday, 4 o'clock. I say hello, hello. I called to remind you that we have entered Friday. 
to worry somebody. Worry somebody. But to worry somebody and bring the person to the church, you have not. To worry somebody and make sure the person stands, you have not. All you keep saying is, I don't like worrying somebody. I don't like worrying somebody. Don't like worrying somebody. In the teen's church, a lady told me, she went to a place to go and win some souls. She went and entered the house of my relation. And that my relation, I have tried to win them. But they said I should come and open a supermarket for them before they start coming to church. So I told them I will come back when I have the money to open the supermarket. So I've left them for some time. So this my soul went to the people and invited them. They said, which church? We finally said, no, 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 your pastor has forsaken us. We told him to do something. He's even doing it for others. Ordinary to open supermarket for me. Ordinary to open. And the lady came and told me, Daddy, please just go now and talk to them. Go and talk to them now so that they can follow me to church. So I told the lady, don't worry. I'll go and talk to them. And the lady called me again. As in this day, it troubled me. I thought that was enough. I slept. And I saw her come. Hey, Daddy, have you gone to... So, so in the morning, I called her. I said, you came tonight in my dream and told me to go and preach to those people. Come, let me tell you why I'm not going to go. And I now tell her everything. That's when she stopped coming to my dream to tell me to go to the people. Yes, that's even a positive one. How I wish you have that kind of spirit too. You know you can talk to somebody about Jesus until you'll be appearing in the person's dream. You know, you can talk to somebody about Jesus and you'll be telling the person, I don't want you to smoke cigarette again. And anytime he finds himself even smoking cigarette in the dream, he will see you come here. I told you not to smoke cigarette again. I'm telling you, I have become a danger to a lot of people. Someone has called me and said, Pastor, I have stopped smoking finally. I said, Why? He said, You keep disturbing me in my dream. So that is it. You must be able to learn how to bother people. If I want to raise this guy, I'll bother this guy till he becomes serious the truth is that people are not naturally responding to anything that will help them they need force I remember when I used to be a small boy my mother has told me to go to school sometime and I refuse has it happened to you before until your mother has a carry cane and flock you to go to school has it happened to you before there's a time in your life that they have to bother you did they used to bother you to brush your mouth I mean, did they used to bother you to brush your mouth? Oh, God. Has it been a point in your life that you started eating, eating, and you said, have you brushed? You don't like it. They say, have you brushed? Put it. Put it. <laughs> you drop. <laughs> they say, go and brush. You just go and brush. And come and eat. Like that, like that, like that. Till you now grow to a point in your life that you no longer eat without brushing. The same thing is with an unbeliever. He does not know that staying back from church is a sin. He doesn't know that not praying is a sin. He doesn't know all those things at all. You have to bother him till the life that you are trying to teach him become a habit. That's how to raise people. See what our mothers did to us. You have to sweep the ground. Every morning you sweep the ground. Sweep the ground. Me, sometimes I tell my wife, you sweep too much. Leave the ground small. I like sand in the ground small. Because my wife, she can sweep mop the place anytime mop the place I will just enter he said honey you have brought sand again and sweep again I said no 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 don't sweep like that I like some sand in my house <laughs> because I'm scared 
Because the way the thing is going, they will start doing morning roster. I was the one who sweep in the afternoon. You are sweeping in the recent <laughs> So I have to stand and I like sun. <laughs> I like small sun. Don't worry. Because sometimes you want to talk to somebody, say he wants to mop the whole of the palace. I've seen somebody mop grasses before. Mop the grass. And mop. So, you need to learn how to bother people. See, our mothers worked on us so much. Your mother would beat you up, tell you to clean your house, sweep your house, until your house. You don't like dirty, dirty things. There's one of my aunties. If you are washing her pot, you wash the pot, wash the back, wash this other side, and wash the edge, the edge. You see, you can finish washing a pot. She will not tell you that the edge, the edge of the pot is not washed. They cover there are some of my aunties I didn't used to go to their houses. So, not because I don't like them, but because of the work. They face two days. You are in paradise. The next three days, they now fix you in washing roster. So, you see that continuous doing of something makes you become an expert in it. You need to follow up somebody and tell the person, you know I am the one working on you. I don't like you staying back from church. You have to be ready for me by 6 o'clock. By 6 o'clock, I'm taking you to go and win souls. You have to be ready for me. You can't do that. You need to hold somebody, work on the person, train the person on the job. Train the person on the job. It's not everybody that you have to treat them very, very distant. Hello, how are you doing? God bless you. I hope you are coming to church. There are some people that you have to become close to the person. Tell them, see me by 4 o'clock. Talk to them. Have a private Bible class with them. 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Teach them. Walk with them. Pick their souls. Walk with them. Bring people to church. Tell them, okay, wait for this guy to dress up. Raise people. Let somebody say, I thank God for God sending you to my life. You are an angel sent to me. Has anybody ever told you before you are an angel sent to me apart from a guy who wanted to sleep with you? Apart from a guy who wanted to sleep with you. Has anybody looked you in the eyes and said, you are an angel sent to me? A guy is looking at a girl and said, you are an angel sent to me. I want to sleep with the angel God sent to you. Are you this wicked? You want to sleep with the angel God sent to you? Okay, next one. I cannot tolerate people. I cannot tolerate people. I cannot. I cannot tolerate you. When you have to raise people, you have to tolerate. Have you seen a mother before? Carry her mouth, her precious mouth, and put it in the nose of a baby. Just like she wants to remove periwinkle. And God knows what comes into her mouth. And she puts it off and smiles at the beautiful child. Do you know what? You behaving like that. You don't have the attitude of a mother. Every mother will smile to that. The other people that are not mother will do like this. Rubbish. Your mother did that for you. For you to be a fine girl that you are today. That's why your nose is like that. <laughs> people who raise people tolerate people. People who raise people tolerate people. And if you cannot tolerate somebody, you cannot raise somebody. You must tolerate somebody. You must tolerate. Do you understand? The first time the person hurts you should not be the first time the person leaves you. I tolerate people. I tolerate people enough. Ask all the people I ordained. I have tolerated them enough. Do you understand? I had a girl, a daughter of mine, who was so stubborn. When I mean stubborn, all the words there are capital. Very stubborn. She stood up one day and left the choir. She said she's not singing anymore. And left. 
and they call her. She says she's not coming. After it's not Jesus that is the choir mistress. So they came and reported her to me. I told her you enter that choir. She said she will not enter. I said, Jesus. He said, there are things that people don't say to me before. So when I hear somebody, I said, ah. I said, you enter, you say you not enter. Okay, let us see now. See, what the day of the choir rehearsal, I told her, you are entering. She said, she will not. I said, you have to. It's a must. Get out. Start going to the choir. She left the house, went to the choir, and sat down outside till they finished the rehearsal. When they finished the rehearsal, she came back. I now ask, did she enter the choir? They said, no. She said, she went. I said, but did you enter? Because me, I know how to get the truth. Did you enter? She said, she stood outside. <laughs> I looked at her. I told her, listen. I will tame you. I'll tame you. I'll break you. How many of you know him for? That's how you catch them. And after we catch them, we just break their leg and keep. And know that they are not going anywhere. Don't worry. Just free yourself. Me. I'll tame you. I'll tame people more wild than you. Have you seen people put a snake on their neck? Have you seen people carry snake, put it on their neck, and they are walking around? If people can tame snake, I can tame snake in people. I walked on that girl. That same person. Her life is new, as I'm talking to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? When I mean new, I mean that that thing she did that time, if she sees somebody else do it, she will be shaking because that life is very, very far away from her. So, tolerating people. Huh. Uh, can you tolerate somebody from when the person is an animal till he now form and become a human being? Me and Pastor James, there's a guy who wanted to rest. This guy told us he wanted to go and collect somebody something. We went and followed and he said we should stand and wait for him. We stood. We didn't know he went to go and buy Igonwebo. Igonwebo is marijuana. Went, collected the, this thing, smoke, finished by Trevor, and put in his mouth. Came out, shared the Trevor to us, and we left. <laughs> so I now asked Pastor James, Have you discovered that that guy is smelling something? He said, Don't worry. Don't worry. Have you worked on somebody's child before until the mother starts sending you gifts and call you and be praying for you? I mean, the child who was so bad that he left the school, went and lived in the town. And be collecting the money to eat. It became so bad until the father had high blood pressure. He worked on the guy until the guy became a pastor. You can tolerate somebody. You can tolerate somebody. Don't say, I can't tolerate somebody. I can't tolerate somebody. If you can't tolerate somebody, you can't raise anybody. A sinner is like a child. You keep a child here. Don't move to anywhere. See a child crawl and come and fall down here. And you carry the child and keep down again. And it's still falling, still going there. See, let me tell you something. I don't want to go too far. Pick somebody that you want to walk on and race. I've walked on people and tolerated people and somebody goes, Daddy. I said, what is it? I've committed fornication again. I said, how many times? Still seven times. And the Bible says, righteous man shall fall seven times. Before I will finish quoting the scripture, slab has entered. After slapping, I say call back. Pray for the person. Put the person on fasting. Send the person away. Still following. You can walk on someone until the life of the person now becomes better. 
So when you hear them sing, you make me better. Sometimes God does not make them better from heaven. He uses me. So allow God to use you and make somebody's life better. Do you understand? It's not easy. Nobody was born, born again. Nobody was born with the Bible. They all came to see it. Some people have an attitude of an old woman, even while they are very young. Their attitude is like an old woman. It is an indignyemeke attitude. Do you understand what is an indignyemeke attitude? I will not accept it. So you try to bend them. They are already old, even while they are young. You try to talk to them and bend them and talk to them nowhere. I've spoken to a girl before. I told her I don't want her to travel. She went to the house and packed a load and went to the park. Me, in my life, telling somebody not to travel and she packed a load and went to the park. I called the person and said, I'm told that after I said you shouldn't travel, that you went to the park. It's okay, may you travel and come back alive. So she ran and brought back the things. As in me, we would tell somebody not to travel. People don't fear prophets again. No? I've told another girl not to travel before and she ran, carried her back, ran away and left and traveled the way she wanted to go to and came back after three days. But I have one very tool that I use to deal with some stubborn people and that tool is called silence. If I am silenced with you, you will pray I should flog you and just I was silenced with a certain lady and she came and said, please just block me. Do anything to me. Don't be quiet. I can just be quiet. See, it is a very bad time in somebody's life when God decides to be quiet. He's not saying anything again. You choose to steal. He's not saying anything again. You want to kill yourself. He's not saying anything again. You carry gun and put here and say the last prayer. He's not saying anything. You remove the gun and keep. He's not still saying anything. It's a very bad time in some ways. When you have conscience, who tells you don't do it? Please value it. Because there will be a time that the conscience will stop saying something. There are people that I have stopped saying anything. So even if I see them on the road committing fornication with somebody, I'll pass. I won't say anything again. When the devil wants to destroy you, it pushes you to a point where God is tired of you. When you find your conscience no longer talking to you, God is tired of you. When you hear the Bible puts people on reprobate mind, a state where he's tired of you, you are gone. At that time, you have to create a conscience for yourself. You have to tell yourself, I will stop and go to the presence of God and say, God, please, I know you don't like it, though you are not saying anything. I will stop. God can be very, very quiet. In being tolerant with people, look at what happened. Jesus was talking to these disciples all the time. He lived with them three and a half years. After he lived with them three and a half years, he gave them everything. And when Jesus died, they even saw that Jesus has resurrected. They saw Jesus walking on the streets. They saw Jesus in their room. Thomas even put his hands on the nail prints and find out that he was Jesus. But even after all that, they left everything and went back to fishing. I mean tolerating people. But Jesus appeared there. When he appeared in the place, the same Jesus made them to turn after the whole night. Nothing was there. When they had a catch, so much fish came. They rolled the fish out. The Bible said that one net was not enough. They have to pick on others. They pushed the fish out. 
they pulled the fish down. By the time they even brought the fish down, Jesus who was outside, who came with no hook, was roasting fish for them to eat. How did he catch the fish? Nobody knows. He roast the fish for them to eat. Is it pastors preach about how they had a miraculous fish, but they don't talk about how they left the whole fish and followed Jesus? He tolerated them. So raising people needs tolerance. Raising people need friendliness. Raising people need you to get out of your comfort zone and become a friend to people because of just one thing to win them to Christ. To win them to Christ. You have an obligation. You have something that you must do for God. And that thing is to win somebody else. Until you find somebody else doing the same thing that you are doing for God with so much energy without anybody pushing him at the back. You have not raised somebody. You have not raised somebody. The same way criminals and armed robbers raise criminals who can go for an operation without them. It's the same way God wants you to raise people who can go for evangelism without us. The same way prostitutes raise prostitutes who can do prostitution without them. It's the same way God wants you to raise a pastor who can pastor a church without you. If you cannot do that, you've not started. Me, I'm not friendly. Me, I'm an introvert. People don't like me. Me, I'm not a serious type. If you're like that, just put your hands on your chest. God is going to give you the grace right now. God is going to give you the grace right now to raise people. To raise people. The grace 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 to raise people is upon you now. The grace to win people is upon you now. I'm not hearing your voice. The grace to win people is upon you now. The grace to convert people is upon you now. The grace to change people is upon you. The grace to build people is upon you. The grace to mend people is upon you. The grace to make people useful for God is upon you right now. Receive the heart of Jesus. Receive the heart of soul winning. Receive the heart of racing people. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Close your eyes everybody. I want to pray for special people. People who want to give their life for Jesus. People who said, Lord, I have been wasting my time on other things. But today I want to give my life to you. I've wasted my life on things that makes no value. I've wasted my life on things that are useless. I want you, Jesus, to come into my heart, be my Lord and be my Savior. If you're like that, just lift your hand above your head. I will pray for you from here. And you'll find Jesus touch your heart right now. Father, thank you for the hands lifted up. I pray in the name of Jesus, sweet Holy Spirit, get into the hearts of my people. Walk on their hearts. Let them have you fresh and great and better in their heart. Make them to see you greater than life and the things they are achieving in life. Make them to enjoy the presence that you share with us. I bind every storms of darkness. I bind the plans of the enemy. And I pray in the name of Jesus, no weapon formed against them shall prosper. 
In Jesus' name we pray. I pray that their names be written in the book of life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus, everybody.